Welcome to the Primal Pioneer, a no-nonsense podcast teaching you how to become more informed and empowered with regard to your health so you can support your health with the least amount of medical intervention possible. I'm your host, Heather Shepard, classical homeopath, author of The Sunlight Rx, and ancestral foods chef. For the past 12 years, I've been helping people overcome acute and chronic health disorders and brain injuries using a 100% natural approach. Enjoy this episode and subscribe to this podcast to stay informed about your health, your food choices, and the healing power of sunlight. Hey everyone, welcome back. So this week, as you can see, for those of you streaming or watching on YouTube, I have my wife Jen here with me today because we're going to be talking about a topic that I actually get asked a lot about, and I thought I'd bring in my wife's expertise around this, and that is when um, when people are starting to make their, well, they're starting to gain an awareness around the circadian world, how to implement sunlight, the importance of that, how to change their indoor light, light environment, how to get rid of Wi-Fi, why to do that, why that's important to health. It can bring up tension and resistance in partnership and relationship and at home in the family. And um, this can be a, a tricky area to navigate. My wife is a psychotherapist and um, so I wanted to bring her in here today to offer a, um, a holistic perspective that is, you know, you can't get somebody to do something if they don't want to, if they're not ready to, you can't just tell them, hey, this is what we're doing. And if they resist you, you know, then it creates a lot of tension. So I'm bringing Jen in here today to have a chat about how um, couples can navigate this area of their life and of their relationship with more uh, balance, awareness, um, connection, and so forth. So thanks for being here with us. Yeah, it's one of my favorite topics. And yeah. we were we were chatting about it when we were having breakfast yesterday a couple days ago. And as Heather often does, she's like, we should do a podcast about this. And I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, let's let's do it. Like you got excited about it. Yeah, I got excited because it's a question that I get asked so frequently, and um, it really involves a pretty in-depth answer. It's not just, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I get asked this through email and on the um, Quantum Biology Collective, and um, I can give some perspective there, but I wanted to bring in Jen for her personal professional opinion but also it deserves a a long conversation and this is something that we've navigated in our um relationship partnership marriage as well and so um we can talk about our experience exactly we want to bring in our firsthand experience here um with you all so um why don't you give a little introduction about what you do and for those of you who might be new to to you and um, I know we've done a few podcasts together here, but um, maybe there's some new listeners. So new tell listeners. Us, yeah, tell yes. us a little bit about you. Well, um, 
A little bit about me is that I am a psychotherapist and I work largely with couples and also with women navigating relationship challenges. So I like to work with both populations and um, I'm also an astrologer and I do a lot of like couples readings and help people understand their relational dynamics through the lens of astrology. Um, and Heather and I are both starting to offer um, healing retreats on our property and on our farm uh, starting in March. So people can come to the property, um, you can book a weekend retreat for yourself or for your couple and experience both of our work together, which is an incredibly powerful duo. Uh, you can get psychotherapy or astrology with me and you can do homeopathy and um, nutrition. nutrition work and a lot of food stuff with Heather. Uh, like, as, as you guys know, if you listen to Heather's podcast, right, we have a cow, we have chickens, <laughs> like. We have so much amazing food on this property. And yeah. that's also, I think, such an amazing part of the in-person retreat experience. So, yeah, that's fun for me too, because then I get to cook food and share yeah. that food with, with you all who come in and join us. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of time today, when we hear the word psychotherapy, we can be like, whoa, that's, you know, hardcore. I'm really getting into my feelings or... You know, it sounds so like professional yeah like psychotherapy it does right which i, I kind of dig it kind of like that sure but i think as the podcast the episode goes on today you'll find that jen has a very different approach to therapy than um a lot of other psychotherapists which is um refreshing and connected and nourishing and you know something that i've um watched you do and that we've um, navigated as a couple is that you're you're always um, uh, rooting for the couple you're always like how can we make this work not like how can we break up mm -hmm. and sometimes that's necessary right but mm -hmm. you're always like how can we make this work what needs to happen to you know um, keep this couple going which you know I think is a really rare thing yeah and and I think especially today especially in like maybe i'll say new age like spiritual circles there's a real emphasis on empowering women which yes like obviously i have all for empowering women but oftentimes that comes at the expense of the relationship so it's like i'm a woman and i can either be free and independent and empowered and single or i can be in a relationship and kind of bogged down my wings are clipped I can't fly you know they're stealing my my partner's stealing my my freedom and my essence and so I really want to push against that narrative because I think it's very anti-relational and most of us I'm going to generalize here as women are really seeking connection and really seeking relationality and so to find a way for us to both feel free and empowered and also related and connected is really what my work is about. And is really why I am pro relationship because when we have women who are single and I'm not, I'm not saying for all women because being single and being on your own can be healing and generative and necessary and amazing and rich. But what I'm also saying is that a lot of times when women are single, there is a, a loneliness, right? And, and, a, and a yearning for an intimacy and a depth of connection. So all, all of that long-windedness to say, I am really pro 
helping people stay in relationships because especially in long-term situations, there's usually a lot of buy-in and investment in time and love and resources and children and all the things that go into that. So it really is worth our while to see if we can restore the relationship to a sense of health and satisfaction and well-being because ultimately our relationships inform the quality of our lives. Yeah. I think um you know this is in a little bit a little bit of an aside but I think it's important because a lot of um, men or and or women um especially who's seeking like some kind of growth they'd say oh I thrive and I do really well when I'm single and by myself but it's like cool mm -hmm. but how can we do that in partnership as well because I think there's this dichotomy like we think we have to have one or the other or you know I know you could speak well to that as well yeah and, and there's certain things about being single that are easier right you don't have to check in with somebody else and be like how did that affect you you know I don't have to consider another person when I'm on my own which is okay. a lot of fucking freedom right <laughs> it's like woo. I can do whatever I want, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but when you're in partnership, I think as many of us know, there's a lot of consideration and checking in and communication, and it takes a lot of energy and a lot of desire. Yeah. Um, and so it, it is a bit more. Um, I don't. I don't want to use the word work, but it is. It takes more uh, energy to sustain that. I'm gonna say it's worth it. You're going to say it's worth it? I think it is. <laughs> I'm going to say it's worth That's it. That's exactly right. You want to have a payoff for it. Yeah. Because if you're putting in the work and the time and the energy, you want to feel like, oh, yeah, this intimacy, this connection, this deepening of love, this partnership, this shared uh, doing life together feels like it's ultimately worth it for me, this friendship. Yeah. Right? For sure. Hmm. So anyway um anywho <laughs> so um right now i am currently accepting new homeopathic clients as well as ancestral diet clients and i have a really um exciting retreat coming up this june 28th through 30th on the farm here where i'm going to be teaching a master class on the ancestral health certification course and you can learn more about that on my site um heathershepherd.com. What about you? Where are you at with clients and stuff? I know you were on a sabbatical for a while. Yeah. I just want to say something about people coming to the farm for your classes because last summer Heather did her first retreat on the farm. Oh, so great. It was so was cool to have like six or seven women come yeah. and I don't know, something happened on the property where it like initiated the property and it it, it it was it was like a threshold that we all walked through together like our first in-person retreat and it was yeah. it was really powerful yeah it was great we made food we went for hikes of course we learned homeopathy and had some really great deep healing work together um but man it was it was a blast I'm excited to start doing that more this summer yeah it was really special yeah yeah how about you? Where are you at with your work? So I am now reopening my uh, private practice for individuals and couples again. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm now accepting new clients. Um, and you can go to my website, jenantil.com and, um, uh, you know, email me and talk to me about, you know, setting up a free consult so we can see if we're a good fit together. Okay. I know you, uh, this is the last thing I'm going to say before we, we deep dive into the quantum relationship topic. Mm -hmm. Um, Jen's an amazing astrologer. I know some people mm -hmm. may like, oh my God, it's woo woo. And like, what? no, it's, it's not actually. It's, 
it's so spot on and she is such a good reader of the chart and um it's not like oh you're gonna die at 10 o'clock on <laughs> you know january 7th 2028 it's like you know she really weaves in how to um make your chart like like this this asset this fuel this um source of inspiration and um vision for one's life and uh honestly okay this might be a little biased but you can be biased okay thanks right. um you're but, married to me okay cool <laughs> well I, honestly though every every year for for my birthday or from like I'm like wow oh, things feel a little weird right now babe will you look at my chart and we pull it up and she's like oh blah 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 is transiting blah 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 and this is like <laughs> gonna be going on for blah 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 so you know you may want to do this or that right now and um you know it's it's really insightful. I think she's an amazing astrologer as well as a therapist, like honestly. Um, but I just wanted to share that with you all. Thanks, babe. Yeah, we talk a lot about the sky and the sun here. And I think oftentimes we just focus on the sun and we forget about the sun, the moons, the, I mean, excuse me, the moon, the stars, and that realm, which is also so powerful, has such a big impact. What I think is really interesting and unique about our couple if I can just like interject this for a second. All right. Interject that, it. As you know, Heather is the sun. <laughs> right. Heather is the sun. She is bright. She is sunlight <laughs> RX. She is vibrant. Look at her smile. Like, I mean, Duh. the sun. And I feel very lunar. Like I am yeah, the moon. True, and I am the night. And I am the all the feelings. Quiet and all of the feelings and all of the depth and all of the psyche. So that's I interesting. Just, I never thought about that. I just want to throw that in there. You're smart, baby. <laughs> All right. Anyway, okay, let's um, segue here into the quantum world and the relationship world and how to marry these two because there is so much conflict that I have witnessed come up in um, my clients. We've had our own relationship struggles. Jen can't see very well. And when I put on red lights at night and she trips over something. <laughs> so frustrating. You know, he's like, damn it. You know, and it's I want to turn on all the bright lights. Right. Which we don't even have. So it's not even an option. So this is me with a headlamp on walking around the house <laughs> at night. Right. Like trying to see things with a headlamp. But yeah. Okay. I think we can get more into our experience. We can. So, but this is a, this is a huge point of conflict, tension, mm -hmm. fighting and disconnect in relationships I've found. Mm -hmm. And we want to talk about today, how do we make this a source of actual reconnection, uniting a different type of marrying and so forth. Right. So, so it doesn't feel like you're choosing your health or you're choosing your relationship, but you can actually have both yeah. and learn how to work with both together. That's, that's where things, you know, that's, that's where the stuckness comes. I find it's like, no, I can either have the relationship or I can have ethernet. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, how can you have both? So, um, you know, let's start with an example, maybe, and I think it'll... Well, I think when Heather and I were talking about this at breakfast the other morning, what we were saying is like, it's, um, okay, so one partner is, let's say, going to Heather and working with her and getting all excited, right? I'm going to put Ethernet in the house. I'm going to oh, put yeah. red lights in the house. Yeah. There's no more Wi-Fi. 
which means we can't use more than one device, right? Um, or turning our phones off or putting them in airplane mode. Um, these are a lot of changes to implement, right? Oh, and, and I'm gonna go outside and I'm gonna get the sun and I'm gonna sit outside when it's cold and you're gonna come with me and I want our children to do it and, 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 right? It's like this wave of change and this wave of newness that I think your clients and, and other people who are doing this are feeling very passionate about, right? right? So we have to understand the context that this happens in, which is people aren't feeling well and they find answers and solutions that help them feel better. Mm -hmm. And so they're feeling passionate and they're feeling afraid. I think yep. it's fair to say that if they don't do those things, they're not gonna be well. So that's a lot of fear to introduce to this new lifestyle, right? Uh, and I'm also gonna say there there is some validity to that. If I didn't go outside and see the sun, I wouldn't feel as well. Right, so I think we have to understand the fear that can be underneath this and the urgency in clients underneath this mm -hmm. because that's what they're bringing to their partner saying like, I have to do these things or I'm not gonna be okay. Right. And that's a just to put that into context, right? That's an intense energy to bring to your partner. Yeah. Who has no awareness. Maybe they're not listening to our podcast. They're not listening. They're not working with you. They're not they're working not. with me. They're just doing their thing. They're not ready. Maybe you mention it to them. They're like, that's fun, honey. That sounds really nice. You yeah. Know? Like you do you, except yeah. this has to involve the whole household, which is the tricky piece to this, right? right? It's not just I do me. It's actually our whole household has to change. Yeah. So Heather and I were talking about, it's kind of like you're introducing a new religion into your family, mm -hmm. right? All of a sudden you're going out and you're like, you know what, I'm going to convert to Judaism. And I'm, that means I'm introducing all of these new rituals into my family, right? We're going to take the Sabbath. We're going to do Shabbat. We're going to like, you know, do all these different kinds of prayers and creation of meals. No more pork. No more pork. You're introducing all these new belief systems, ideas, values, traditions, rituals, right? So I just want us to understand that it's actually, it's a lot for the individual to take on. And then it's a lot to introduce into the family system. Yeah. Right. Because we're working with a family system here, not just an individual. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so then what do we do? If somebody comes to me, I give them a whole diet plan. They get a whole sunlight RX plan. Mm -hmm. They've got it down. Boom. They're ready to go. They're married or in a partnership and the other partner isn't engaged in that work or isn't ready or whatever the reason may be. What do we do? How do we go from there? Because now, you know, Shelly is going to her husband saying, Hey babe, I need, that's it. No more ether, no more Wi-Fi. We're getting ethernet. Like we're throwing our cell phones away <laughs> and we're going outside at sunrise starting at 6 a.m. And you're going to, um, yeah, everybody's going to get in the sunrise. Yeah. So you're going to be met probably with a lot of resistance to that. <laughs> first and foremost, right? Your partner's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So what I want us to do first is the person the client who is introducing these changes, right? We're going to call her Shelly. Okay, let's call her Shelly. Well, let's call her Shelly. So Shelly, first, Shelly needs to approach her partner from a place of vulnerability, which looks like this. Okay. What's her What's her partner's name? Let's make it a queer couple. Okay, sure. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Let's change it up a little bit. Shelly and Amanda. Okay, Shelly and Amanda. So Shelly is going to go to Amanda and say, hey, my love, 
Um, as you know, I've been really struggling with my health, right? I've been really not feeling well. I've been feeling so tired and I've had this like chronic pain that I've been dealing with. And I mean, you know, like you've been watching me. I've been like lethargic. I haven't been able to like take our kids to school. And I found this practitioner who I think can really help me move in a different direction so I can have more energy for our family, more energy for our relationship. I could actually have sex again one day, like mind blowing, right? Yeah. And I'm really afraid. I'm really afraid is a really great phrase. I'm really afraid that these changes that I'm going to need to implement are going to really rock the boat in our relationship and in our family. And I'm scared that if I don't do them, I'm not gonna feel better. And I really, really want you to be on board with me in these new changes that I'm gonna implement. And I'm wondering if you can listen to what they are. Are, are you willing, are you open to um, being on this journey with me? Because I want you to be included in it and involved in it. So usually people say, this is what's do what this is what I'm doing. You know, you're either in or you're out, yeah. ultimatum. Yeah, you because know? the fear is driving the show. Yeah. Right. They're so you're they're so afraid that if they don't do these things, they're not going to be well. So we just need to remember that, right? It's not that you're a horrible, demanding, controlling, dictatorial person, right? It's that there's a lot of fear underneath that. So we first have to open the doorway into your partnership by asking permission, by requesting and getting their buy-in to be on board with you because ultimately they care about your well-being and the well-being of your family. And you can also pose it as, are you willing to try this with me? So <clears throat> I think that's something we've really worked on in our relationship is being like having vulnerable conversations versus saying, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, sometimes you need to say, this is what I need. But I mean, when you can approach it from this place, um, it mm -hmm. tends to go a lot better especially when you're asking your partner to do something with you or you need their buy-in, right? You need their buy-in to do this with you. You need their buy-in to turn the Wi-Fi off at night, right? So that has to be a request and a conversation and uh, a negotiation with them. It cannot be a demand because one, you can't control your partner's behavior. And two, that's really not how we get what we want when we have to get someone else's buy-in. So we have to start negotiation. And I think negotiation is a really crucial word for this whole conversation. We have to think about it as a negotiation. And that may mean that you have to negotiate with them as well around this situation. Let's say Amanda, um, you know, likes to check her email at 3 a.m. Okay. Yeah. So before you go there, can I say one thing? Here she goes. She's on one. This is good. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So let's say, let's say um, Amanda doesn't give her consent to Shelly. Oh, she's like, that's ridiculous. I don't yeah. see how that's going to help. Yeah. Uh, I've shelled out so much money already for your healing. Mm -hmm. How is this simple mm -hmm. thing with sunlight and Wi-Fi really going to do anything? Yeah, I who mean, is this person? who's Heather Shepard? Like, who is this? Like... I mean, I don't know this person. Is she a doctor? This right? is just another one of your shenanigans. Where's the science? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's say you don't get the buy-in. Okay. That's right? good. So there's resistance. Okay. There's like, no, Shelly, no, I'm not on board with you. 
Okay, then we have bigger relational problems. Okay. Right? If you're approaching your partner with vulnerability and they are able to see that you're in pain, right? Meaning like, I don't feel good and I want to feel better and I need your help here. If that doesn't touch your partner in some way, if they can't feel empathy for you there, then we have bigger relational problems. If they're like, oh my God, Shelly, like... Um, I'm, wow. I'm so sorry. I know you've been in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. that was really, you know, brave of you to approach me like this. And I know those are really huge changes, especially in the culture today. And, and they're like, I, I do see that you've been tired. I do know it. that has yeah. been hard for us. Right. Like I, I do want you to get better. Like, yeah, you do need support. Right. That's the road that we kind of want this to to go down. That's the ideal. That's the ideal scenario. Like you're met with a, a yes. Let's continue this conversation. But you're saying what happens is if mm -hmm. and when you're met with a no, mm -hmm. this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving any more money. These changes are are I don't see how they pertain to health. Mm -hmm. I, my health is fine. Mm -hmm. I have the Wi-Fi on. Mm -hmm. I can sleep fine at night. Mm -hmm. I don't have chronic fatigue. Yep. So now what? Oof, that made me feel like I wanted to like <laughs> go all the way away and never talk to you ever again. Well, <laughs> right? yeah, sure. That's what that feels like, yeah. right? Okay. So that's a shaming response. That's a belittling response. That's a really entitled response that Heather's ex ex sampling for us, right? And that's ultimately um, not taking in your partner. And behind that, lies a lot of resentment like deep resentment like before this situation even happened underneath the root we talk about root cause all the time here there's some fucking rise there's there's these roots into there's a lot of resentment that has never been repaired which is why your partner is unwilling to be with you in this experience and i'm not saying that to like demonize your couple or make anyone wrong or bad but resentment is why we stop giving to our partner and resentment happens this is really important i think resentment happens when we cross our own boundaries enough times that we're now doing things that are really out of alignment for what feels right for us for the sake of our partner quote unquote and we no longer have anything left to give okay so basically um the well has gone dry uh -huh. And when we're met with resentment, that's been building. So yeah. no matter if it's turn off the Wi-Fi or I want to quit my job, there could be, you know, both situations. Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what the topic is. Resentment makes us unwilling to give to our partner because this is how I would think about it. I've given so much to you already that I haven't actually wanted to give. So I've crossed my own boundaries enough times that I'm really fed up and now I'm just protecting myself. See how the, there's there's some deeper root issues here for, than just like, oh, my husband's an asshole because he won't turn off the Wi-Fi. It's like, wait a right. minute. This has been building for years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot to unpack to get to, hey, let's get on board for the Wi-Fi. Right. And, and you're right in saying like, it could be anything, right? We're asking to turn the Wi-Fi off at night, but it could be anything, right? It could be like, hey, can you pick the kids up from school on Wednesdays and Fridays? And your partner's like, no, fuck you, right? That's resentment, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's built up resentment. We're just talking about 
uh, a specific situation with the Wi-Fi because that's what your clients are dealing with. Right. Right. Yeah. So we have to understand, first of all, we have to teach both partners in the couple how to have better boundaries, which means how to do things that um, actually feel like a yes to them versus continually crossing over things that feel like a no to them for the good of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that's really how we start to wall off um, to our partners. And there is so much that goes into why we are crossing our own boundaries, right? That's really the work of uh, couples therapy, right? Is teaching each couple to um, have their needs, have their wants, have their boundaries, and really lessen resentment in the couple. Mm. So that when you do ask for things, there's a lot more willingness mm-hmm. um, to give to your partner. Yeah. So usually we have to go back in time in the couple and be like, okay, where did we lose the sense of giving to one another? Where did that get lost, right? Mm -hmm. Where did we stop doing that? Because we all remember in the beginning of our relationships, right? Where it's just like, oh my God, I would give anything to this person. And like, I say yes, and it feels good. And my heart is open, right? That's why falling in love feels so good because there's no resentment, right? It hasn't been built yet. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) So we, we want to go back to a place where we're doing a lot less that builds resentment, which means we have better boundaries and we're going back to those sources where the resentment started to build and we're doing reparative work there. Hmm. I feel like maybe at this point, people are like, how do I even, I mean, it's like, where do you even begin? Yeah. So let's go back to what you were starting to talk about because even even if we're not eradicating resentment in the relationship, we can start with negotiation. We can Around start the Wi-Fi, there. cell phone use, screen time, yeah, more time outside. Yeah. Build me a deck, honey, so I can do my sunlight RX. <laughs> right? You know? Okay. So because we can't eradicate resentment and that takes time, and we want that to take time because that means that there's lasting repair that happens. We start with negotiation, which means, my friends, that you are most likely not going to get everything that you want in this first go around with your partner. Okay. In this first go around was the key words. Okay. So, and it doesn't Feel mean, the fear. Okay. And mm-hmm. also, we have to understand that health comes from turning off Wi Fi and being able to be connected in your relationship. Good, good point. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're you sever the relationship yeah. and you get no wi-fi that's one aspect of your health but we're all here to be related yeah okay we're all here to be related with one another with our couple etc it's so, why we need a balance so if yeah. we're going black and white right if we're like it's all my health it's all of this just like you're saying yeah that's black and white thinking and really the relational way of doing this and the sustainable way of doing this is a lot more nuanced. Sorry, I had to say that word. Hate it. And um, a lot more in the middle, in between an extreme. So if we're going to an extreme, most likely there's a lot of fear underneath that. And in the health world, there's a lot of extremes. Mm-hmm. We know fad diets, um, you know, cold therapy for an hour, you know, just these, these, we think we have to do extreme things in order to meet our health goals. Mm -hmm. And as I warned and continue to warn, when you see an extreme, it's a red flag. Any extreme is a red flag. Okay. It's dogmatic. It's dogmatic. 
-hmm. And when we get into dogma, we, there's disconnect. We create a disconnect yeah. from ourselves and from other people. And you can feel it in yourself, right? You in can a hierarchy. Feel, you can feel the rigidity. You can feel the self-righteousness. You can feel the I'm rightness. And we all know that that kills intimacy and relationality, right? Yeah. It, it does nothing to build intimacy and connection. Right. So how do we do this? Because if somebody's like, well, I know that UVB light is good for me. And mm -hmm. it's like, I know I feel better when that light is present and I need to get out in it. Mm -hmm. And my husband goes out or partner with sunscreen on or just stays inside and watches NFL game day all week. You know, well, how do we work with this? Well, because we know this is good. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to like an old, um, AA saying for this piece. Oh boy. I'm nervous because this is, go ahead. Which this piece of AA I think is really useful in that we can only control ourselves. We can only control ourselves. We can only control and ourselves. Useful part. Yeah. So if you're like, I need, I need UVB light and I know this, and my husband wants to sit inside in the Wi-Fi and watch football on Sundays. You go out and you get that light. <laughs> you go, you go get it. And you let go of the attachment to the outcome of what your partner does with their Sunday. You can't control it. And it's not yours to control. You actually have to lay that down and say, actually, I know what I need. This is cool. And maybe I can come back and share my experience with my partner and be like, Hey, you know what? I had a really awesome two hours out in the in the forest and I, I laid on the ground and I grounded and I got sunlight and it was awesome. And how was your Sunday? And see, there's the part. You have to also inquire about what they're doing, even though you would rather have them in the forest or outside in the sun with you. Mm -hmm. You have to ask them how NFL game day is going. You have there has to be a two way conversation. Yeah. And they might be like, oh my God, I loved the game. It was so much fun. Ricky came over and we watched it and we had some beers and like, it was amazing. <laughs> right. Like, and you both enjoyed yourselves and you might be going inside. Oh my God, you got so much blue light and EMFs and you didn't blue get in. Oh my God. Yeah. You went blue in and alcohol. You meant they should be going crazy inside. Right. But there is really a coming back to self there and saying, I can only control what I can control. And I actually know that these certain things are also nourishing for my partner, right? Like getting social time and watching sports. I mean, great, wonderful. Yeah. So in that instance, you're really detaching from the choices that your partner is making because they're not directly hurting you or um, violating you in any way. Okay. So, um, I think we should go back to Shelly and Amanda in negotiation. Yes. Yeah. Because Shelly has been, uh, or Amanda has been a strong no. Uh huh. And so then what do we do to navigate this situation when there's a strong no in place? Yeah. How does somebody move forward from there or what are some of the next steps that say Shelly can take um, from there, because I'm sure Shelly's very triggered. Mm -hmm. Amanda's triggered. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? So this is where I would implement negotiation. This is the negotiation. So Shelly's going to be like, 
okay, I, I hear you that, I mean, this is best case scenario, guys. Okay, I'm giving you an example of what like an awesome conversation would look like first. Shelly would say, okay, I, I see you're really like resistant here. Um, what's coming up for you, right? <laughs> what do you, this is advanced couples work. <laughs> what's coming up for you as I like ask you that? This is, this is, see how, how deep this is because we don't communicate with our partners. Mm -hmm. it, it, we only communicate about logistical things. Did you order this? Did the kids get here? Yeah. You know, yeah. what time's mm -hmm. the soccer practice? Mm -hmm. It's not like, yeah. okay, wait a minute. That's a no. What's coming up for you? Right. So we're going to slow it down. Right. I and love be that. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Instead of Shelly going, okay, fine. Fuck you then right? Yeah. We're going to slow it down. And Shelly's going to try to hold herself enough to say, whoa, I see that you're really defended. What's coming up for you? I want to understand. And that is a really important phrase to use. Okay. It's really helpful in deactivating mm -hmm. uh, defended partners, right? I want to understand why you're getting so, um, why you're pushing back against me so hard. Right. Tell me, tell me what's going on. Yeah. So Shelly, you have to, for all you Shelly's out there who, mm -hmm. who like now feel threatened because you're not going to get your health needs met mm -hmm. because your partner is not willing to meet you. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is where we have to take a pause, forget the Wi-Fi for a minute. Okay. Set that aside. Yes. And then go into the reconnect. Okay. All right. What's coming up here? Because this honestly has nothing to do with Wi-Fi. Right. It really right. doesn't. Exactly. Okay. So Amanda's going to be like, well, I, I just feel like you're just springing all this on me. Like what, what, what? I don't even like, oh, oh, I'm just supposed to change my life now. Just like, I'm just supposed to like be a different person now. <laughs> like, what, 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 do, what do you mean? No Wi-Fi. Right. And yeah. then Shelly's going to be like, oh, okay. Like keep going. Like what, what else? Right. Like keep going. That's a really good phrase to also use. Tell me more. Yeah. Right. Like, how am I supposed to work without Wi-Fi? And like, right. oh, what, what, what do you mean? Right? right. Just panic. Just panic. Other person also doesn't understand like, oh, they think that Ethernet's going to cost a lot of money. Who knows what goes through their head? All these things go through their head. How much is this going to cost me? I'm not going to be able to do what I was doing with my devices. You know, all on top of all of the... Mm -hmm. resentment that has built over the years and then we get to this situation so this is not a time to get into a logistical conversation right it's not like right, right. this is not a time for Shelly to be like listen the ethernet is so fast and like I promise you that like <laughs> you'll love it so much more like it's not time for that yeah it's just time to listen to Amanda because when you're introducing something new into your partnership you actually have a lot of the power, okay? I wanna talk about this for a minute. Now I'm scared. <laughs> because let's say you have uh, knowledge and information, which is power, okay? And you're introducing change into the dynamic of the relationship. Mm -hmm. When we introduce change, we have to do it slowly and relationally because it it ripples through the relationship and it it really does change everything in the relationship if you are the one that comes to your partner and asks them to change you have to understand that 
most likely the other person is going to need time to integrate that. They're going to need to feel heard about their resistances and hesitations and fears and worries about that because you are the initiator. You are the initiator, which means there there is some form of, um, I want to say like power and clarity that comes from that because you know what you want. Mm-hmm. right yep. you know what you want and you know what you need and the other person is like wait I actually don't know now now mm-hmm. I'm shaken right and now I need to kind of be held in this place while I kind of get my bearings again mm-hmm. and I think that's a good point that we need to slow this down and have a deeper conversation with our partner because especially if we want this to be successful, mm-hmm. if we want to stay in the relationship, if we want to stay connected in the relationship to get to the underlying feelings about, okay, why, excuse me, is this such an issue for Amanda? Why is this such a struggle? Mm-hmm. And know that the information that you have about, okay, sunlight's healing, Wi-Fi shitty, you know, blue light's toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to give me diabetes. I'm going to get fat, you know, all of these things, right? Yeah. Okay. You have that information. That's valid. You know that. Mm-hmm. And even if certain um, uh, uh, changes to help you step into that lifestyle don't happen immediately, there are things that you can do, just like Jen was saying, you know, Amanda watched the football game. Shelly went out to the forest and did her sunlight. There are things that you're mm-hmm. just going, you can do mm-hmm. in the interim and in, while you're navigating this, while you're still talking it out. Yeah. And something that I'm thinking of while you're saying that is like, <clears throat> how can you also make this a, a joint effort of learning this information together? Right. Where you're like, would you be willing to, okay, Amanda, would you be willing to listen to a podcast with me while we cook dinner tonight? Yes. Right. This is like, it's a 45 minute podcast. Would you be willing to listen to this podcast with me or while we drive into town or while you're driving to work? Right. But I also think there's something to doing it together. Got it. Where it's like, you're bringing in the couple where it's like, we're doing it together. I'm with you. I want you to be in this with me because so often it can feel like a separated event, right? Mm -hmm. I go to Heather, I see her on my own, or would you be willing to come to a session with Heather with me? Because um, I want you to see like um, what what I share with her about my body, because this is another point. So often in our couple, we're doing work independently of one another, right? We're going to individual therapy, we're going to individual health sessions, sessions and our couple doesn't see the work that we're doing except for maybe the little bits that we bring back and share with them right but to do work in front of your partner whether it's therapy or health work is really powerful it is and when we've done that in therapy together it opens you to a different kind of empathy and compassion to your partner than than you would have if you just did that individually True. So there's something about doing this together and bringing them into your journey with you of saying, yeah, yeah, there's this YouTube video I really want to watch and I want to watch it with you. That's the vulnerable part. Yes. Right. I want to watch it with you tonight on the couch. Can, can you hold me while we watch the video? Like, I love when we like are close <laughs> and we spoon together on the couch and like we watch this video together. Like, would you do that with me? 
I mean, you yes. know, that's hard to turn down. I, I think it is. I, mm -hmm. I would agree. But if there's, I want to bring in another side, okay? Because mm -hmm. I've been asked this question. Like some, like maybe your partner doesn't like me. I'm too cantankerous. I swear too much. Um, uh, I'm queer. They don't like that. Whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Then there are other people who share this knowledge and wisdom. Find somebody that your partner will resonate with and can hear whoever that may be, and listen to that, you know, like maybe it's not me. Maybe it's not somebody you resonate with. Maybe they can't get on board with the woo-woo people. Maybe they're too out there for them. Find somebody who talks about more of the science, you know, find somebody who, find a meeting place. Yeah, that's you're, also- you're meeting them where they're at, right? Yeah, find mm -hmm. someone who they resonate with and they'll take that in. Maybe maybe they love working out and going to the gym. Find somebody like that who's also saying, oh, sunlight's good, blue light's mm -hmm. bad, mm -hmm. you know, et cetera. And then, you know, have them get on board that way. That's another, that's another thing I would throw in there. Yeah, I mean, that's creative, right? You're Because it's not about the information. It's about the relationship that they have with the person who's giving them the information. Yeah. Again, people love Heather because not because of everything you say or the information that you have, but because of you and the relationship that they feel with you. I'm an anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> but they connect with you. They love you, right? It's about the relationship. Yeah. It's about how you feel when, when you're with that person or right. when you hear that person or when you see that person and right. what it stimulates in you. Right. Not everybody's going to resonate with everyone. So maybe your partner doesn't resonate with me. I don't give a shit about that. Just give them someone who they do resonate with. You know, maybe that will be helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. a good, that's a good suggestion. It's, it's a practical, really important suggestion. Cool. Okay. So let's circle back to negotiation. Yeah, we, we keep going there, huh? Well, because we're we're starting to negotiate with Shelly and Amanda. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, will you listen to this with me? Will you start to um, connect to this information with me? Um, <clears throat> and let's say Amanda starts to open up, right? And she's like, yeah, okay, you know, let's talk. Yeah. Okay? Like let's chat about this. Yeah. Right. But she's not willing to go all the way in, but she's willing to open the conversation up and like hear Shelly. Yep. Then this, we really want to talk about what the negotiation is. Cause remember we're saying, don't go black and white. It's not all or nothing. Right. Um, so we want to start with small negotiations. Like, are you willing to turn the Wi-Fi off at night? That's a good start. And let's say Amanda's like, well, what if I need to check my email at 3 a.m.? She might say that. Then you're like, great. So can you turn the Wi-Fi on at 3 a.m. until 3.30 and check your email and then turn it off again? And Amanda's like, okay. It's a good start, okay? Listen, if you're Shelly, take it. Take it as a small win. It doesn't mean that's the end point. It doesn't mean like, mm -hmm. oh, fuck. Now for the rest of my life, I have to deal with this Wi-Fi thing during the day. We're starting. This is a starting place. Yeah. We're starting with negotiations and we're starting with the ask back and forth. And that's really what mm, knowing what our own boundaries are is about. It's about negotiation, right? So um, then let's say, um, oh, the light bulbs in the house, right? 
are you willing to um, take all the light bulbs in our house and put them into amber or red light bulbs? And Amanda's like, um, well, I need a bulb to read, okay? Can, like, can you give me that, right? Wait a minute. We just had thousands of dollars of LED lights put in our home. We can't even put in a regular light bulb. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? These are bad. Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. Obama got rid of incandescents. <laughs> yeah. Come on. They have to be good. They have LEDs have to be better. What are you talking about? So then, then Shelly says, oh my gosh, you're right. We just spent so much money on all of this like lighting in our house and it's so beautiful. And I really appreciate you like making our home beautiful. Like that's really sexy. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You got to throw in the sexy because it's just a win every time. And then Shelly can say, you know, I know we spent a lot of money on this. And what about we just start with our bedroom? Negotiation. What about we just put two lamps in our bedroom so that at night I can really like let my body relax and just have two red bulbs in the bedroom and we can just start there. That's a good negotiation. And Amanda's like, fine. Okay. <laughs> right. We're going back and forth here. So each person has power and each person has a say. Right. Yeah. You can't, this isn't a dictator. The dictatorship approach is never going to work and it may end in divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And that's not ultimately what people want in a relationship usually. Yeah. I think um, negotiation has been a really like healing word for me because it gives both people access to power. Mm. I can negotiate, you can negotiate, and then we can come to an agreement back and forth. Right. So you see how um, even like a little three-day retreat at the farm here for your couple or you as an individual can really hash into some of this stuff. Yeah to help support your couple and your own personal healing in deeper ways. Yeah. This is, you know, why I love Jack Cruz. I, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things I love about him and he definitely he got divorced. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, you know, this is a part of this world that is um, deficient, atrophied, um missing it's not it's not seen as important it's or not seen as important yeah. it's not valued yeah okay and you know our yeah. option is not red light or divorce that's not the option light or the option is not ethernet or that's or the name divorce. of this podcast red light or divorce <laughs> Ooh, yeah we can be much more creative than this yeah and but the, the problem stems from, um, and this is something that Jen and I have done a lot of work on, and believe me, our couple is nowhere near perfect, okay? So please don't get that, like, no vibe from this. We've done a lot of work. We have an amazing therapist. Mm -hmm. um, Who we've been working with for, like, four years. Right? Jen has amazing uh, relational couples knowledge i have amazing i i sense knowledge about healing and sunlight and you know so forth you sense well come on and so 
you know, this, we've been able to find a meeting place. It hasn't always been easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've had to learn Mm -hmm. how to, you see how Jen is, is bringing these things up and like, oh, you have to negotiate and this is how you do it. She's giving you examples. Now you're going to be sometimes, even in our relationship, there's like, okay, I need a timeout. Like, because I'm going to yell and throw things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we sometimes have to take timeouts before hashing into things. It doesn't always look like this perfect. When Jen and I fight, you know, mm. it's not always like this. But no, 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 no. We've repaired. It's more and more like this now than it was when we met 12, 13 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's like been a huge place of growth in our relationship. It's why we're still together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you have to learn these skills. You have to learn these skills. You, you don't, we don't just know them. Like, I mean, right. We, we, none of us know how to do this. Right. So yeah, it's why I've dedicated a large part of my life to learning relational skills, which by the way, I, that's what therapy is, right. We can get yeah. psychotherapy and be like nervous about that term, but Really, it's just about how to be in better relationship with yourself and with other people. That's all yeah. that is. Yeah. So this is practice. It is. And we're giving you best <clears throat> case examples. <clears throat> and Heather and I are not always able to do this. And you will not always be able to do this. And that's where you give yourself compassion and understanding and grace. Yeah. And that's where we do the reparative work, which is a whole other conversation. Yeah. It is a whole other conversation, but you always come back. Even if you take space, you fight, you come back and try again, try the conversation again in, you know, in a negotiation, empathetic, connected way. And in a really good way to phrase that is asking like, would you be willing to? Would you be willing? Would you be willing to? Because then your partner up, guess who has the power? Now it's up to Heather, right? Uh, let me see. Let me check in. Would I be willing to do that? Mm, 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 I don't know. Right. Then they get to think about it and decide and make choice, which always brings us back to our power, which is a really important aspect of this dynamic. Yeah. Okay. And I want to, can I talk about one more thing? One more thing. Sure. Is that because I knew we told people we would give an example in our relationship. Oh, yeah. And what are you thinking? One thing that's really come up for me as we've implemented all these changes, number one, I fucking love ethernet because it's so fast. So I just want to say that like I have zero problem with ethernet. I love it. Um, I want to say the biggest thing for me has been sometimes when other people come over to our house (laughs) and there's no lighting at night, I feel like, Oh, God. He always tells them that I secretly want to be Amish, you know, like, ha, 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 to try to, like, <laughs> right, like, ease the social tension, because people are like, what the fuck? Like, what am I, I eating here? Anything? What is this? Like, there's no lighting. <laughs> like, I feel some sense of, like, embarrassment about that, uh, mostly when other people come over, and I feel outside of the culture, and mm-hmm. I feel like, Oh my God, yet another thing that makes us so different from everyone else because (laughs) Heather and I were different than a lot of people, right? Not only are we like one of the only queer couples around here, but 
there's a lot of things that make us different from the collective. And, and sometimes I'm like relishing that and love that. And I'm like, yes, this is us. And I love being unique. And sometimes I feel really like, oh, like I wish we could be more like everybody else. And I wish like, you know, people could come over and they were just like so comfortable in our house and like they could see at night. Like that would be so awesome. Right. So I have some like pain or, um, disconnect happened for me around that so some of the negotiations that we've made are like you know babe I need to put another lamp here and another lamp here and I need to put uh, more light here and more light here and I want to put Christmas lights up but they're going to be red Christmas lights and that's our compromise oh. right yeah and the lamp here and the lamp there it's red or amber mm -hmm. there just needs to be more of them that's okay right? that's okay like sure mm -hmm. sure we can do that so I guess the point is, is like, you're never stuck. Yeah. It's never like, oh no, it has to be like this. And there's no solution, right? It's like, that's when we know we need more negotiation. Yeah. That's when we know we need to ask and we need to shift something, yeah. right? Oh, I'm feeling sad that there's not enough light in here. It's an easy solution. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's not going to break our marriage, mm -hmm. right? I don't have to walk around being resentful, like fucking Heather, no lights, I can't see anything. It's like, whoa, come back to my power, right? I, we just need more lighting. We just need more lamps. And we did that last night. We put another lamp in the kitchen. With a red light bulb. And it was life-changing. So Solutions. resentment and feeling powerless means that we need to make another choice. Mm. And we need to step into another negotiation with our partner. I love that. I think this is good. Maybe we should do a follow-up sometime on the next steps. You know, this was a good intro to this topic. It's a huge source of conflict, tension, mm -hmm. disconnect in marriages and partnerships and mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. And both people often feel powerless mm -hmm. and yeah. fear. Yeah. And that's when we need help it's really hard to sometimes see our way out of that and to see like there is no solution. Yeah, This is a wall, it's insurmountable, we can't get past it. And I just wanna really also normalize that place in relationship because all of us get to that point. It doesn't matter what it's around, Yeah, right? It's like, oh my God, there's no way we can work through this. It's they're never gonna be on board, like, ah. So that that's just the crux and the context for, um, a threshold in your relationship to to walk through and to move through for big change yeah i love that okay thanks for joining me yeah thanks for having me guys oh yeah anytime so if you um are considering um coming for a stay here on our farm we have a beautiful little cabin casita we do um it's very we cozy do. yeah uh, you can learn more about that i have a page on my site heathershepherd.com we have our farm site where you could also check that out, ohokaneho.com, O-J-O-C-O-N-E-J-O.com. Nice spelling. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and we hope you enjoyed this episode and that if you share it with your partner, spouse, that, you know, this maybe opens up some new growth mm -hmm. edges for you all and deeper connection, ultimately. Do it while you're spooning on the couch together. Listen together. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. To learn more about my approach to health, 
to see all of my creations in the kitchen and all of my Sunlight RX tips. You can follow me on the gram at sunlight underscore RX and subscribe to this podcast to access weekly episodes.